You're listening to The Social Dentist with Dr. Desiree Yazdan, marketing, branding, and building an online community to help you grow your business as a healthcare professional. Featured on the Emmy Award-winning daytime talk show, The Doctors, and America's business magazine, Forbes, Dr. Yazdan gives you insight on how she's cracked the code to social media and how to use it as a way to make your business more profitable. And now, Dr. Yazdan. Well, hello, my friends. How are you guys doing today? So today's episode is kind of different, but I actually think you're really going to like it because we're going to be talking about five things that I said yes to early in my career that I say no to now. By the way, I just really want to say thank you to those of you who are listening to the podcast because I know there are plenty of podcasts out there that you could be listening to. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me. I try to make the episode short because I know you're busy and I want them to be valuable for you and I know your time is limited. So if this is your first time tuning in, then welcome to the Social Dentist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Yazdan, and please, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. Normally, I give out tons of social media strategies and tips, but I also get asked a lot of business questions like how did I go about building my business and what did I do after dental school and how I built my team and all kinds of business related questions. And I thought that I would start digging in a little bit and give you some insight into my business strategies as well. And I think talking about things I did early in my career that I don't do now will give you the opportunity to see a little bit into my business and also when when things pop up for you, you can have a little bit more info on how it worked out for me and decide if what you're going to do is going to be good for you. Or maybe you'll think of what I did and you can, hopefully it'll help you in some way, shape or form. Here's the thing, as I've gotten older and as I've advanced in my career and as I've grown my business, I've learned that I have to say no to a lot of things. And the busier I get, the more I have to say no. Sometimes it does bring a lot of FOMO into my life, like saying no to friends when they wanna do something that seems really fun, but it's also for a good reason. In a previous episode, I talked about putting yourself first and making appointments with yourself, and I really, really believe in that. I believe that to be where I want to be, I'm going to have to say no to a lot more things that are coming my way. I once heard someone say that successful people say no to a lot of things, but really successful people say no to almost everything. And I love that. It speaks to me. Unfortunately, I don't remember who it was. So forgive me. Um, I can't remember if it was like Tony Robbins or maybe somebody completely different. I'm not sure. But either way, I love that. And I feel like as I get busier, as my business grows, that becomes more and more true. And I believe that saying no, because I know that when you say yes to something, you're definitely saying no to something else. So before I commit to anything, I always ask myself, if I say yes to this, what will I have to say no to because of it? And that makes my decision so much easier. I'm always trying to look ahead as much as possible and I have an end goal in mind and I know where I want to be. And if saying yes to something steers me off track, then I'm going to have to say no. And this isn't just going out with friends and stuff like that. This even relates to things like shopping habits or vacations that we plan. It goes with everything in my life. So don't get me wrong. You have to enjoy life, but I always keep the big picture in mind. 
So if, for example, we have certain financial goals, then if a vacation is going to steer me away from that financial goal, then we won't go on it. Or if like a shopping, if I want to buy something, it's going to steer me away from that financial goal, then I keep that big picture in mind. You know, like if we're trying to upgrade a different part of our life, then maybe I'm not going to go spend that money or whatever it is. So keep that in mind as well. It's not just related to hanging out with friends and, you know, going to lunches with friends and stuff like that. So let me tell you about one of the first things that I used to say yes to a lot in my office. The first thing I want to share with you is that I used to say yes to a lot of coffee dates. In the beginning of my career, I wasn't super busy. So for me, it made sense to do coffee dates with people in my area, but I think I overdid it. I was doing like two to three coffee dates a week. And in fact, many of the times I was the one buying the coffees and taking them to the other doctors in my community just to sit with them and get to know them a little bit and maybe learn a thing or two about business and hope that after they got to know me that they would send patients my way. And anybody that would call my office to set up a coffee date, I would go every single time. And you want to know what's funny? I don't even drink coffee. I don't even like coffee. Actually, don't have any caffeine. Caffeine makes me extremely tired. I know it's really weird, but it does. Like if I have a cup of coffee or like anything that has caffeine in it, sorry, I don't drink coffee. Sometimes I drink lattes just because they're fun. But um, like if I drink tea or something, anything with caffeine in it, I am so tired, not just like later that day, but the entire next day. So I stay away from caffeine. But yeah, I would show up to these coffee dates with hot water. (laughs) I mean, I was new in the game. I was younger. I was hungry for the business. And I didn't know much about what I was doing. So I pretended to be drinking a lot of coffee. So just so I could meet with people in my community and all the established doctors that were already in my community. So it made sense to me. But was it worth it? Well, I did make some friends in the community, but I would say about 95% of the coffee dates that I had with people didn't turn into any kind of friendships or any type of business relationships. So looking back now, I would have chosen those coffee dates better. The problem is that I wasn't very strategic about it. For example, if a doctor in my area who had been here for about 30 years and was super well-established, they already had dentists that they were referring patients to. And most of the time, doctors like this didn't really have any interest in getting to know me as a person. And it, you know, it was nice to get to know them so that when we would pass each other in the hallways or in the elevators, we could smile and say hi, but it didn't actually serve me. The relationships that served me the best were relationships with specialists in my area and then relationships with other dentists in my area because you never know when you're going to need to borrow a box of gloves or something and relationships with younger, newer doctors in the area that haven't yet established relationships with other people over the past 30 years of their career. That's not something I really thought through before I started going on all these coffee dates, but this is something looking back at that I realize now. And as of about two years ago, the only coffee dates I say yes to are people that One, I already know my community that I'm friends with because it's always nice to catch up and talk about what's new in our businesses and kind of remind each other that, hey, I'm here and if you need to refer a patient or if you need anything, let me know. I'm always available. Or maybe somebody that's new in the community, but typically where I'm located, there aren't too many new doctors coming through unless they are an associate or something. And I'm not really looking to set up coffee dates so much anymore. 
I'm so busy, my schedule is so packed, and besides taking care of my patients, I like to oversee a ton of stuff in my business, and at the end of each day, I don't want to have to stay super late because I went out on a coffee date. Does that make sense? So I used to do the two to three coffee dates a week, but now I probably do one every two or three months. And when people call my office to set one up, my office has really strict rules about this and they usually say no. And every so often they ask me if I want to set up a coffee date with somebody and it really depends. Nine out of 10 times I say no, I just simply don't have the time and I don't want to take time away from my business to do that or time for my personal life to do that. So I put my business and myself first, but once in a while, I do say yes if it's somebody that I haven't seen for a long time, one of my colleagues that I really want to catch up with. So once in a while, I do say yes, but most of the time, I say no. Now, in the early days, I thought that I was putting my business first by going out on these coffee dates, but the truth is I wasn't. I was trying to make coffee dates with everyone, kind of like that saying where you throw spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. So if I had to do it all over again, I'd be really strategic about who I chose to spend my time with. And like I said, once in a while, I do get a coffee date request from a young dentist just starting out. And once in a while, if time permits, I say yes to them. I think that it's really nice to give back. And personally, I wish somebody would have helped me a little bit when I first started. So if I can be a light to somebody and help them, I'd be happy to. But if it is on my schedule, then it has to be in my office and it has to be at a time where it's not going to interfere with my business and it's not going to cut into my personal time. And it has to be short and sweet, like 20 to 30 minutes. I don't have hours to sit and chat with somebody in the middle of a workday. This is actually really funny because these podcasts that I do and all my social media content for you healthcare professionals that I do, I create those on my time away from my dental business. Obviously, I can't be treating patients and doing this at the same time. But I one time made a play date with one of my friends and I was under the impression that this friend of mine was going to come over for like an hour, maybe an hour and a half. And we were going to hang out with our kids and all that. And then like she came over and she was over the entire afternoon. And I had so many things planned that day. And I was thinking in my head after like two hours, I was like, oh my gosh, when is she going to leave? Like not in a mean way. I love my friends. I love my friends and I love spending time with them. But the thing is like, I like to schedule things when I have time off and I need to know, like if we're going to hang out, if we're going to lunch, is this going to be a five hour lunch or is it going to be like an hour lunch? Because I need to make sure I schedule it properly. So anyways, she came over and she was over literally all day, like most of the evening too. And in my head, I was like, oh my gosh, I love her dearly, but now I am so behind. So, you know, moving forward, I know how to schedule these play dates a little bit better because I don't have time to do stuff like that. Anyways, if you're new in a community or you're recently graduated or you're just started your business or something, you are probably trying to meet people and build up a list of doctors that you can refer to and that they can refer to you, but be strategic. Don't do what I did and say yes to every single coffee date that comes your way. Be strategic about it and choose wisely and let time run its course because after making two to three good friends in my community, I was introduced to some other really amazing doctors and you would be surprised what time will do for you. Learn to say no a little bit more often, especially if you don't think that it's going to serve you. The second thing is 
collabs with people on social media. So I used to say yes to many social media collaborations when I first started, and now I say no to almost all of them. So when I say this, I don't mean collabs with other doctors or friends on social media. I mean people who would message me and ask for free treatment and say that they would post about me on their page. And in the beginning, like I said, I said yes to almost everyone who wanted free treatment. Well, almost everyone, not everyone, but almost everyone. Anyone with a following that I thought was big, that's who I would say yes to. I actually talk about this in my Grow With The Grand program, and I talk about how to choose the right collabs in detail. But yeah, I was spending tons of money treating people on social media for free that I thought would post about me, and I thought I would get patients in return. And guess what? It never worked out. Again, anytime I haven't done something with a strategy, it didn't turn out well. Sometimes they would post and then delete the post, or sometimes they would post me in a story, or sometimes they wouldn't post me at all after, even though they said that they would. And to be honest, even if they did, it never really resulted into any business. So I learned to say no to social media collaborations like this, and now I am very, very, very picky with who I say yes yes to and who I would actually do treatment for for a post. And I have very strict posting instructions now. So if somebody does want to collaborate with me, they have to do, you know, it, it has to be beneficial to me as well. If you are in my Grow With The Gram program, if you're one of my Grow With The Gram insiders, you have access to that information. And actually, this is probably something that we should talk about even more inside the private Facebook group. So I think that we should do a live about this because this is a really important topic. I know if you're listening to this podcast, you're working on building your business and your social media, which by the way, is excellent and you're doing the right thing. And you may have already gotten some of these requests or you may just be starting out so soon you may be getting these requests. But what I wanna say is to be wise about who you choose to collaborate with if you decide to do any at all. Because think about it. Think about how much liability you're taking on. Think about the cost and make your decision wisely. You don't wanna end up like I did, spending tons of your own money in hopes that you're going to grow on social media in hopes that you're going to get patience out of them posting and then end up with nothing. So choose your social media collaborations wisely. The third thing I said yes to early in my career that I say no to now is that I used to use my social media for partnerships that didn't make sense on my page. And I only did this a few times, but in the beginning, like the very, very beginning, I would promote products that weren't related to dentistry or anything I do. And after doing it a few times, I sat back and realized that I'm strictly using my page to build my brand and my business. And having a tribe of people that follow you is like having trust. And every time you ask them to do something, you're taking a little bit of those funds out of that trust. So if I'm asking my audience to do something, I want to make sure that it's for my business and my brand, not for someone else's business. Once I put my foot in the ground and I built my boundary that my social media is just for my business, it became so clear on what I will be doing and what I'm going to say yes to and what I'm going to say no to. So I needed to make sure that I'm always building my business and my brand by way of my content. And my content can't include random products that I have nothing to do with and that have nothing to do with dentistry or my business. And I see it all the time. 
And I'm sure you've seen it too, like a popular Instagram person promoting dental stuff like at-home orthodontics, or I've even seen and talked to somebody about this where it's eye care stuff. Apparently, you can prescribe yourself glasses or something. I'm not really sure exactly what it was, but I, I talked to one of the doctors um, that we're friends with on social media about this. And she's an eye doctor, and apparently there's this test that you can buy and then diagnose yourself with whatever you need. And I'm like, hmm, you're not really qualified to be talking about these treatments. So these popular social media people will talk about these kinds of treatments, and it's like they're not qualified to talk about it, so it's really weird. I actually wrote a blog about this on at-home orthodontic treatments, and I compared it to doing a nose job on yourself. Like, let's just take a minute and talk about this because I know you're with me because I'm sure there is something similar in each field where someone popular on social media is promoting something potentially dangerous and everyone is eating it up because they don't understand the dangers of at-home treatments that are not overseen by a professional. It's so insane to me. Let's be honest. You would never buy an at-home nose job kit and try to do a nose job on yourself at home. That's just like madness, right? You're probably thinking, what is Desiree talking about right now? But for some reason, people think that it's normal to basically treat their teeth at home and do ortho on themselves. I couldn't stand it. And When my patients started asking me about these treatments, I realized they just needed to understand the difference. So I wrote a blog on it and I put it up on my website and that way I can send people to it whenever they ask me about it. Anyway, back to the original topic. So when random brands ask me to promote random things, I kindly decline, even if they're willing to pay me because... However much I earn from that collaboration does not compare to how much I am taking away from the trust funds of my audience, nor will it compare to how much I would actually make if someone from my audience actually became a lifetime patient in my business. It's just not worth it to me. We see so many ads on social media these days, and I don't want people to come to my page and see that I'm just promoting a bunch of random stuff like fashion, home stuff, restaurants, you know, things that have nothing to do with dentistry. Everybody is promoting random products and random things on there. And if that's what you want your page to be, then that is fine. But for me, my page is to build my business. So I want to make sure that I am promoting, if I am promoting something, it's in line with what I do and it makes sense. Because of that, because my audience knows that when they come to my page and I don't have random promotions, when I do have something that I'm promoting, it's it's only because I either use it myself or I recommend it to my patients and, you know, they, they can actually trust that. They can trust in what I'm saying. Now, you may see me occasionally talking about random things like the Peloton that I love or skincare treatments or something that I had you know, used that's not related to dentistry. And I usually put those in my Instagram stories, but that's just to give people a little bit more insight into things I do for myself. And because people actually ask me, I don't actually post it on my feed. And the purpose, the reason I do that, it's totally fine. It's just to, you know, get people to relate to me. So everybody wants to know about everyone's makeup routine or skincare routine or whatever. So when I see people ask me, and if I see it a lot, then I'll post it in my stories, but it's not something I would 
promote on my feed. I don't make any sales. Like I don't say, you know, buy this lipstick and I get a percentage of it because I don't want people coming to my page knowing that I'm just selling them on a bunch of stuff where I would rather have them be a patient in my office because really what's the value of having a lifetime patient in your office? With that said, and along the same lines, something else I used to say yes to early in my career that I say no to now is promoting products without charging. And I'm talking about like dental related products because I would spend hours in photo shoots and I would pay for professional editing for products and medical clothing and other things and then post them on my feed without any compensation. And it didn't take long for me to stop that. And if I'm paying for professional photos and spending time to create content for another brand, then I expect to get paid for it. And I just want to say that even if a company were willing to pay me, I would never promote something on my page that I didn't actually like or use or recommend. So that's something that is very important to me. And my audience knows that. So when I do promote something, they are very intrigued and the partnerships work out really well. In one case, I actually approached the company myself and said, hey, let's work together because it was a product that I believed in so much. So saying yes to promoting products and things for free was short-lived, but it's something I wouldn't say yes to now. Now, I don't want you to confuse this with sharing products and stuff on your feed or stories because a lot of content you can create is geared around that as well. And there's nothing wrong with it. I still share products and things that I recommend on my feed and my stories because I like to show patients and potential patients the stuff I like to use for myself and I like to educate patients on things to look for or watch out for. And I don't get paid to promote those companies. It's just part of what we do. So like if I'm in my office and I pull things out of my cupboard and I want to talk about, you know, the different toothpaste I have or the different toothbrushes or floss or whatever it is, then I'm going to talk about it. And I'm going to talk about why this floss is better for people with tight contacts between their teeth and why this floss is better for people with bigger spaces between their teeth. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when a company reaches out to you and they want a specific amount of posts and they want specific type of content creation and you have to go out of your way for what they want and you're getting professional photos done, professional videos done, and the company can use your content, then in those cases, I wouldn't say yes to do it for free. But oftentimes, like I said, you'll see in my stories that I'm talking about the different toothpaste or toothbrushes that I have in my office, and I do not expect to get paid for those. Does that make sense? There's a huge difference between the two, and I just want to make sure that it's totally clear. So in one instance, I'm happy to give info by talking about different products that I recommend and I use myself. But if I'm going to be doing a campaign and work exclusively with a brand and I also have to, you know, please the brand with the content that I'm creating and I have to create engagement and hype about this, then I'm and I'm also going to be taking professional photos and videos for the brand and I'm paying for it then I'm definitely going to charge because my time is valuable, my expertise is valuable, and so is yours. Do not forget that. You are an authority in your field. You spent years setting it and paying for your education. Your info and what you know is valuable, so don't forget that. Okay, moving on to number five. Something I said yes to earlier in my career that I say no to now is basically around boundaries. So... I did not have boundaries in the beginning of my career. I said yes to almost 
everything when it came to when patients wanted to be seen. This is going to sound really crazy and you probably won't believe me, but it's totally true. I've seen patients at 11 p.m. before. I've seen patients at 4 a.m. I am not kidding. I would make my entire team come in to see patients at the most random hours. And some of my patients travel a lot or fly in to see us from different states and countries, and we would accommodate them. I mean, literally, I would go to my office anytime somebody needed to be seen. Even if I was out to dinner with my family on a Friday night or even a Sunday night or even on a holiday like Thanksgiving or something, when anytime somebody would call, I would run into my office. So what I realized is that this caused major burnout. I mean, imagine finally sitting down. This actually happened. I was finally sitting at the table with my family eating Thanksgiving dinner and then here I was getting a phone call, running into the other room, answering it, and then rushing off to see my patients for an emergency. That is something at the time, it wasn't even really an emergency. They just felt like it was an emergency, but truly it's something that could have waited till the next business day. But I just am such a people pleaser and I wanted to please my patients so much. So that was a big mistake because it caused major burnout. And I felt like I was like, so I was so into my business, but I can never really get away from it. So now I may still go in at random hours to see patients, but it has to be a true emergency. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I adore my patients. I need to be there for them, but not at the expense of myself or my family, especially now that I'm married and I have a baby. In the beginning of my career, I was a single girl. I didn't have a baby. So it was easier to say yes, but now I put my family first and not to mention myself first because I need a break too. So there you have it, my friends. Those are the five things that I said yes to early in my career that I say no to now. I hope that it was insightful for you and I hope that it helps you in making decisions if you ever come across something like this. Make sure to hop on over to Instagram and let me know. I'm just at Dr. Yazdan there. And also, I want to make sure that if you haven't already signed up for my free masterclass, that you get the opportunity to do so. So here I talk about the three behind the scenes secrets to increasing profits in your business using Instagram. And you can sign up for that by going to dryazdan.com slash masterclass. Again, it's dryazdan.com slash masterclass. I'm also going to put that in the show notes for you. So if you're driving, or doing laundry, the things that I do when I'm listening to podcasts, then don't worry. It's in the show notes waiting for you. All right, my friends have a beautiful day and I will talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to the social dentist with Dr. Desiree Yazdan. Download your free Instagram guide for healthcare professionals at www.dryazdan.com forward slash Instagram guide. If you'd like to reach out to Dr. Yazdan, you can do so on Instagram at Dr. Yazdan. That's D-R-Y-A-Z-D-A-N. Till next time.